What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my baby. And these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life. It chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention When's the last time that anybody has ever asked you a question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Balls. I'm Kevin Sherrington. And I'm Barry Horn. Simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast, Ballsy. I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn. And joining us on the line today is the one and only Eddie Sefko. Eddie, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Well, we're doing good, Eddie, and I, don't, I think we're doing better than Mark Cuban is. Uh, and uh, it was a very interesting day yesterday at the uh, Monday or Monday, yeah, at the news conference when uh, when the new uh, interim CEO was introduced. And I got to tell you, I was not expecting any of that. I don't know if you were. What was you, what was your impression of the introduction of Cynthia Marshall? Uh, well, it's hard not to be really impressed with her as as a. Uh as a leader, as a person, as, a, as somebody who knows how to do this job. Uh, and I think it's, you know, I think it's a terrific hire. Now, having said that, I hope they let her do the job. And I right. hope she gets a chance to, to, to get this whole thing done. Uh, I hope she gets some cooperation and I hope she gets some support and I hope Mark Cuban stays out of the way. Uh, those are all things that have to happen for this to work. And, you know, it's going to be a while where this is not going to happen tomorrow or next month. It's going to, it's going to be a, a long process. Uh, she said herself that if they go into 2019 and they're not a standard of uh, inclusion and diversity and, and, and a safe, uh, comfortable working environment, then, then she's failed. So, uh, you know, it, it's an aggressive plan, and, and we'll see how it works. I, I, you know, I'm not smart enough to know how uh the real business world works you know we're sports writers and we sit around here and we we cover sports and this is a little bit out of our uh our our, our uh, wheelhouse but you know uh all you can do is hire the best people you can you think you can get and and let them go to work and let them do the job both you guys were at the press conference yesterday i'd be interested to know who's fine is she who who pushed for her I, I, Eddie, I never got he. Mark just said she came highly recommended by people. I don't. Do you do you know who specifically who told him this is who you should hire? Well, uh, the Mavericks have a, a, a behind the scenes guy who's Mark's right hand man, really, Jason Luton, and he uh, he is has very good ties with a lot of the movers and shakers around the city, and and um, I, I think he actually knows the uh, AT and T. Uh, pre, you know, CEO or president or whoever the the highest uh, level is over there, pretty well, and uh, I think maybe that's where this ball got rolling. And then, and then the the, the leader of AT and T said, you know, that was one of our worst days when she when she left. And and uh, if you can hire her, hire her because she's great. And so, uh, 
that led, I mean, when Mark Cuban hears something like that from somebody that I, that he respects, then, then that makes the decision pretty easy for him. And uh, I think that's kind of where the whole genesis was. You know, she's a young woman. She's only 58. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Young, I know. Me young, too. Me, me too. Yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a great age to be. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, and, and you bring up excellent points about whether you know, she'll be allowed to do her job. But here, here's the thing about this hire that's so striking to me, and it, it is fun. It is fun for me to watch Mark squirm a little bit, and 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 in, in all of this, first of all, he he has made an excellent hire. Uh, I I think that this is exactly who the Mavericks needed because of uh, you sit there and you talk to her, you listen to her talk. Uh, it's clear where she stands. I've heard already from several people who worked with her at AT&T and talked about what a fabulous hire she was. Uh, as, as one of them said, uh, you know, the Mavericks are in for a shakeup here. She said she don't play. Uh, and and I and I I'm sure that's the case. I mean, she just came across as so sincere. I, like like all three of us, we've sat through a million press conferences and heard people introduce and, and like, all right, who is this person going to be any good or not? Who knows? Uh, I think uh, we know a little bit about sincerity and authenticity, and then she practically reeks of all that. So uh, to me, the the problem for Mark now is if he doesn't let her do her job, she'll let us know that. Uh, and in a, in a popularity contest, who do you think is going to win that now? Cynthia Marshall, the person who's made such a, an impactful uh, presence known uh, her first day on the job, or Mark Cuban, a guy who's uh, who's got a little bit of baggage and a guy who's uh, a lot of people like, a lot of people don't. Uh, I, I think that that Mark has kind of put himself in a situation now where he did hire the best person for the job, but now he's really got to let her do that job. Well, I mean, and if he doesn't, I don't think she'll be there long. Yeah, I mean, that's just the bottom line. I mean, you know, she won't put up with, with uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, as, as Rick said, uh, she's totally intolerant of BS, and I think that's true. So, uh, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, then you know she'll see that and say, "Hey, this wasn't what I signed up for. We're, we'll just cut our losses and, and move on." But uh, I, my gut tells me that she's going to get every chance to get this thing fixed and and. Uh, and run the the front office the way it should be run, and make sure that there's nothing uh, uh, unscrupulous going on. And you know what? It's just still amazing to me that it's gotten to this point, but it did. You know, I mean, all for twenty years, or, or some, at least some parts of twenty years, it's been going on. Uh, so, and if there's, it's happened to sexual two, harassment. Uh, you're talking about. Say again? Sexual harassment you're talking about. Yes. I mean, it started in, you know, the whole, uh, whether or not it was a thorough investigation or not, the investigation in 1998 and uh, revealed something. We don't know what because nobody ever talked about it. But then, ever since then, it's been a, uh, it's been open to, to, to discussion and talk about what's actually been going on in that office. So, um, you know, whether it's there or not, the, uh, the culture is. So, uh, you know, that's what she's got to fix. Is she a good enough and strong enough hire to ward off repercussions from New York, from the commissioner's office, for all the things that have gone wrong with the Mavericks in the last couple of weeks that have come to light? I don't know if she can do it, but I... I, Just her hire. I I don't mean her. I mean just her hire. Right. I think, uh, you know, anybody who doesn't think Mark's 
going into damage control here is 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 blind right. because uh, that's what he's got to do. Uh, he's got to he's got to try to throw everything he can, throw the kitchen sink at this problem, and 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 do whatever it takes to to show the the league that hey, listen, I, you know, it happened on my watch. So yes, I have to be accountable. That's 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 the bottom line. Whether or not he knew about it or not doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's his watch. It's his team. So, uh, you know, he's got to figure out a way to, to, to throw the, the best possible solutions at this problem and, and, and take care of it. And I do think what happens from here forward makes a difference. So, Eddie, I want you to help me write my column uh, Wednesday. Again? Yeah. So, uh, uh, in- Does this mean my name gets in it again? Yeah, I got you in this one, didn't I? Uh, I, I told I that he, he won the press conference yesterday with the best question when he when he said, uh, "Could you run the basketball side of the operation too?" Uh, that would be a breath of fresh air. Um, but l- let me ask you this, uh, and this was kind of uh, running off of what Barry just said uh, about um, you know what what the commissioner is going to do here. You know, there's going to be a punishment of some kind uh, for the Mavericks from the NBA, whether that's a fine for Mark Cuban. Uh, whether that's uh, stripping of draft picks uh, uh, from the organization, whether that's, uh, you know, I guess if we decided it was bad enough, it could run all the way up to, uh, the, you know, they, they force uh, Mark to sell the, the franchise. I don't think that's going to happen because he was not directly, uh, you know, implicated in these uh, charges. Um, what do you think, what is your uh, best guess right now about what will happen? Well, that's pretty pretty wide ranging. I'm not sure exactly what's going to come down the pike on this one. Uh, I, I do think Cuban is going to get some sort of repercussion. I think the league knows that you know you can only find the guy so much when you're worth billions. I mean, you know, even right. sticking the guy for for uh, a few million is not going to just. I mean, yeah, it's not going to feel good, but it's not going to. Uh, you know, send him under the bridge to live. So, uh, I, is a suspension impossible? Yeah, I think that probably is possible. That, but you know, I I don't know that they want to go so far as to, to worry about draft picks. I mean, you know, if you start doing that, you're punishing the players who you know, are totally blameless in this thing. Uh, although I did talk to Cynthia after the the news conference for an extended time, and she. Uh, she said she went into that locker room and said, "Listen, the culture is here and it's everywhere. It's in here too, and we got to fix it." So, uh, you know, she she knows she's going to make this thing about everybody. It's not just going to be about the 140 people over there in the the front office. It's going to be about the the 50 or 60 people over in the basketball office too. And so, you know, do, do you want to punish the players and the fans uh, for? Uh, for all this, because you know, by taking a draft pick away, that's going to set the franchise back at least a, a, a few years, if not longer. Uh, you don't go through a season like this and don't expect to get some sort of payoff for it. So, uh, I don't know that the league would go there. I just don't think they would. I, I you know, and I certainly hope that that was, you know, that, and I feel a good affirmation here that, uh, that he said. That. Why were you writing down everything said, everything yeah. Eddie said? Actually, I'd already written this yesterday until I got to the press conference. This was the column I was going to write for today's paper. And then until I got to the press conference and listened to Scent, 
uh, speak yes. and that that kind of okay that one got one got knocked aside for today. Uh, is it? Yeah, you know, because just what you said, I know people could say, and as I pointed out, they you know they've been forfeiting draft picks for most of this century. Uh, but it, <laughs> but but in this particular case, you have you, you you made a good pick last year, and you got a guy who looks like a really good player. Or only wants to play one position. Though. Only wants to play one position. I like to talk to Eddie about that too, but uh, in a minute. But but the thing is. If you lose this draft pick this year, which they is can't. be a lottery pick, you are doing serious damage to this franchise because you have to build on this. They probably need another lottery pick next year. Oh, absolutely. And so this is a franchise that really need to build on this because it, it, it has a ripple effect. If you take this pick away, and if you take multiple picks away, uh, now you're talking about how long is Dennis Smith going to want to stay with this franchise? Sure. So the guy you got that you really like, he may not hang around once his contract is up. So there, are, you know, you're talking about putting this franchise back, maybe a decade. How about an analogy? We have an SMU alum on on, on the phone. I think Eddie, you went to SMU. Is that correct? You think? I think Eddie went think. to SMU. But would it be like the death penalty at at, at SMU? Take away Peruna's Peruna's out there running around the backyard, isn't to, he, Eddie? To to take away a first, yeah, take away the first round pick. That would be the equivalent, wouldn't it? Pretty much, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, you the the. You'd still be playing, and you'd still be making money, and you'd still be having these sellouts. Hair quotes around that, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then uh, you know, but but yeah, I mean, the, the product is going to be uh, damaged for for years, and and uh, you know, I mean, Carlisle likes it here. Uh, he wants to see this thing through and get things thing back. You know, you know, get this horse back on his feet. Uh, you know, Dirk obviously would like to play next year again, and and, and, and at least see the light starting to show at the end of the tunnel instead of going through another year like this and they, you know and and of course Barnes and, and Matthews and, and and of course yes like you said Dennis all these guys want to be they don't want to be playing for a, a 35 30 25 win team the rest of their careers they want to at least have a, a hope that hey we're going to bring some 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 butt kickers in here and we're going to have a a legitimate chance to be back in the playoff race because that's what players live for. They don't want to, you know, they don't, you know, they love the money, they love the lifestyle, they love this whole thing, but they're in it to to, to compete at the highest level, and, and you don't get to do that unless you're in the playoffs. So if uh, so, I, yeah, I think that these are there are probably things that are going to happen to Cuban here. Let, let me ask you this, and I, and I apologize for not knowing this: Is he on any kind of committees uh, in the NBA? Oh, yeah, he was on. I don't know if he is right now. He was. Uh, those things kind of rotate a little bit. And, uh, I mean, you know, you know, the Board of Governors, what, what bigger committee do you want? But, um, you know, I don't, I don't know the, the answer to that, to be honest with you, Kevin. I, I think that maybe – but that's, no, that's another way. Of course, you bump him off of any committees. You say you're, you're suspended from any of those for the next five years. You know, I think I think there's a effective ways to do this. Uh, that uh, the, the sins that this organization were not on the athletic side; they were not on the side of trying to gain a competitive advantage or or anything like that. These were interior things, and, and to me, they're just as important. But you have to be as just you have to be careful not to punish the wrong side of the organization when you when you do that. Well, let let me add this. I mean. What if you, I mean, you can get creative. I don't think you can take away uh, roster spots. I don't think the Players Association would allow that. 
I think they would fight that uh, very hard. Uh, maybe you take away an active spot or two on your on your roster per game, you know, something like that. Maybe you say, all right, whatever, wherever you fall in the draft lottery, maybe you drop three spots. Oh, you know? well, maybe be, you do something be, like that. That'd be that'd be. You might be right, but that'd be really hard. To, anything that affects the com- the ability of this team to compete yeah. would be. If if I were a season ticket holder, that that would drive me nuts. Well, and and here's the here's the thing too that I think that the NBA has to consider here is that who was it that strongly recommended that the Mavericks hire Tadeem Osiri in the first place? The NBA, yeah, David Stern. It was David Stern's guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, to me, that that doesn't mean you you shouldn't have monitored him. And I'm, I'm not saying that David should have known uh, these allegations because I believe that there were some allegations that there was a little bit of a history there with Terdema even then. It didn't start in Dallas. It didn't start saying. in Dallas. Is what we're saying, and and uh, it certainly continued uh, from all uh, the allegations we we read. It, it continued after Dallas, even uh, even though that uh, Under Armour made a little quicker work of it than the than the Mavericks did. Still, this. This guy is not going to work for the Mavericks if it's not for David Stern's recommendation, probably. So I, I think that the you know that Adam Silver has to to consider that uh, a possibility as well. So I, I think that the that the Mavericks will be punished. I think there'll be a fine. I think that there will be other repercussions, perhaps a suspension for Cuban, perhaps uh, you know if whatever committees he serves on uh, that, and maybe he has to lose uh, Adam Silver's uh, phone number. Uh, for the next five years, uh, no more calls. Uh, you know, I, if I'm Adam Silver, that's what I'd say. I don't want to. I don't want to have you. You can't call me for the next five years. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that. But uh, <laughs> you know, the Mavericks turn in as much uh, as many uh, film clips of plays that they've been wronged by by officials as any team in the league. Oh, and, I'm sure and, they uh, do. That's that's not going to change. So. Uh, you know, I mean, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out, guys. I, I just don't think we can sit here and predict what's going to happen. Uh, if if it comes out that that this uh, corrosive uh, environment in the in the front office workplace is is prevalent and still there and and has been there and and the, and that the higher ups looked the other way or or at the very least didn't uh, give it the, the the obvious attention that it needs, then it's going to be worse. So. Uh, we'll see. Let me let me just change the subject for a second, if I can get Kevin. Okay, go okay. ahead. Are the Phoenix Suns tanking? <laughs> they have lost ten. They lost now. ten straight games, <laughs> and now they're they have the worst record, I believe, in the NBA. Have you looked at that roster? Do they really need to tank? <laughs> Everybody was talking about last year about all the great young talent they were assembling, but going into that draft. Yeah, well, we've seen how how that works out. It took Minnesota ten years of assembling great young talent to get anywhere. So, uh, you know, this this whole thing of building through the lottery, good lord, good luck with that because sometimes it just doesn't work. And, and even when it does work, it takes time. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't think Mark has the patience for this. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Uh, I, I don't think he does either. I think he feels like he's boxed into a corner, and this is his only recourse is to do this. But now let me ask you about another tie you have. Uh, besides your SMU tie, you have some Oklahoma ties. Because his daughter went to Oklahoma. I knew that. that, that well, you that, didn't know where David Moore's well, daughter went to Well, I knew she went to, to Tulane, but I didn't know she had gone to Shriner before that. 
Um, and they've got an interesting player uh, uh, going for them this year, Mr. Trey Young. And uh, there's been some uh, some talk that well, what if the what if he were available when the Mavs picked? Would they take him, even though they need a big man? Uh, the 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 Mavs eternal search for a big man. Um, would they take Trey? My opinion was, if he's available and you like him, then then take him. Uh, but something came up to this in the last week uh, where Dennis Smith Jr. was moved over to the two guard to let, I believe, J.J. Barea uh, play at point guard, and that didn't exactly go over so well with the rookie, did it? Well, no, but but he's 20, and all he's ever done is had the ball in his hands. So, I mean, it's understandable that he would be a little confused by the situation. Uh, we all know what Rick's doing here. He wants to, he wants to get all – the information you can get about every single player, and that includes, and he loves players that can play multiple positions, loves them. You know, he wants guys who can play all five positions at once if he, if, if he can. So uh, he's trying to figure out some things and, and, and showing Dennis, hey, listen, you know, let, just be open to everything when you're at this, this, at this level. So uh, I, I had not considered the option that maybe they're greasing the skids to if the, if the Trey Young thing would, were to happen that that would be a now. Hey, if he's the best player on the board when you draft, if you're drafting sixth and he's there, you would darn sure better take him and 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 not look back because, uh, you know, if if you've got a great talent or a great shooter or some guy with a one great talent, then you find a way to make it work. You find a way to get guys on the court. Now you'd have a small backcourt or whatever, and you know, we don't know what Seth Curry's going to come back like. All these things have to be factored in, but. The point is, you this team needs talent. It doesn't matter whether you're six eleven or five eleven. If you got a, if you're the best player on the on the board, then you, you know they should take him. Doesn't matter. So uh, I mean, and by the way, Dennis Smith has had a really good freshman rookie season, but that doesn't mean you can't find a better point guard. Yeah, you know there there's he's not the best point guard out there, and he and you know someday he might be in the top three or four or five league but he's not right now i, I tell you I, I you know i didn't have a problem with him playing with trey young i mean and and, and I, I i the question i have about that though is, is that I, I i would have to know what uh dennis's mindset would be i mean are you going to be resistant to this because just what we said a while ago they can't run the risk that in you know in four years he says you know what i'm, I'm out of here i want to be a point guard i i, I don't want to do this so i i think there are some considerations in that but i agree with you if to, to me if you believe that he's the next Steph Curry, then then and he's and when he's available when you pick, I think you're foolish not to take him. Um, but let me ask you this: I don't know how much you've been keeping up with your your. You got a lot to do. You got a lot on your plate these days, not just uh, covering the team, but everything else that's been happening. It's been a pretty uh, crazy couple of weeks covering that Mavericks beat. So, you think from from Donald Carter dying, uh, which you told me something yesterday at the press conference. You said you had to get. A statement from the NBA. They did not issue one when Donald right. Trump. Is that right? How 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 terrible is well, that? Well, that goes that goes back to what I think. I think the NBA could care less about the franchise in Dallas, Texas. It, 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 they used well, to. They did it one time. Well, I'm I'm not going to go there. I think I mean it's it's a big market team. Uh, maybe you know not a big market like Chicago or L.A. or New York, but but it's a big market. It's the team. fifth biggest market and, in the country. Yeah. You know, so that you know they they care and they need this franchise to be. Uh, exemplary, and right now it's not. No, it's not. So anyway, you've had a you had a, a, a big couple of weeks, 
But if you had the first pick of this draft, Eddie, do you know who you would take now? Yeah, Aiden. You take Aiden and don't look back. Is that right? He's your guy. Yeah. And well, Arizona, Arizona. just let, let's tell everybody who he is. He's a freshman. He's the freshman center at Arizona. Uh, is he is he seven or is he six eleven? What is he? Something he, like that. Right? Right. And he's big enough. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and he, he's he big plays, enough. He he plays. Uh, you know, he's a rebounding beast, and that's what this team needs. Uh, he could come in first year and be a uh, you know a ten and tw- ten and ten guy, and then he's just going to go bonkers from there at least that's my humble opinion now would you like to maybe look at Bagley and he can stretch the floor as a stretch five and be a uh you know all he does is put up 30 and 15 it seems like every time he plays so uh yeah I understand there's a there's a faction out there that loves him the kid from uh uh Europe (laughs) (laughs) yeah just say that (laughs) somewhere somewhere over there uh, Luka Doncic uh, you know, I hear great things about him. I talked to Holger, who's seen him play a, a lot of times, and uh, he has some really good things to say about the kid, and he's frightfully young, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah, they, I mean, you've got three or four really good options. Uh, the, the question becomes, what, what if you're down at six or seven? You know, yeah. then you're, you're, you're going to have to make some decisions. Right. One of the things that uh, I was reading about Aiton was that uh, he is a tremendous physical specimen. Um, but maybe maybe the motor doesn't always run so hot uh, with him? Well, you know, the Mavericks have had some experience along those lines lately. Yeah. Uh, A.J. Hammonds was, was like that, and, and the, the, he didn't last long. Uh, Nerlens Noel is like that. Uh, and he's hanging on, and we're going to see him come back maybe tomorrow against uh, whoever they're playing, Oklahoma City, I think. And uh, you know, but but we'll see what he's got for the last twenty games and how he shows up because he's he's only got twenty games left to to show. Hey, maybe I can still salvage this and get a contract this summer or not. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. If 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 there's one thing I can tell you, the Mavericks will know. Uh, just exactly how what buttons need to be pushed with this guy if, if they dra- were to draft him, and whether or not he's a uh, if he lacks motivation or not, and you know how can you lack motivation when you're looking at you know hitting the lottery two or three times in in your next ten or fifteen years uh, as a, as an NBA player. Yeah, it would certainly uh, it would certainly fix something there. If you, that, of course, that's to me at that position when you're drafting that high, you don't really draft for need. You draft for you. You should draft the best player. You think this guy's the best? That's the one thing I like about Doncic is the is the fact that he's playing on a different level over there. Those that's uh that's like triple A and in college basketball is double A. Correct. And he's and he's dominating over there. And he seems to be the kind of player um, from everything that I can tell, and it's a little bit I've seen. That uh, really loves playing, uh, and and it's just uh, you know that's part of the deal when you're drafting now. You want to make sure that this is this guy all in. You know, is is this a guy who 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 lives and breathes and dies basketball, or is this just a guy who's like, yeah, uh, you know, I'll I'll get there. I, I I will say this. I remember that was one of the complaints about Dennis Smith last year uh, going into the draft. Yeah, maybe there were times at North Carolina State he didn't look so committed, didn't look so great if motor wasn't running. I don't think anybody would, would uh, have any complaints about what he's done this year. 
So, uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, I'm sure it's the situation where you are and what's going on. Are we sure that he's as good as advertised, or are we just, or Maverick fans and people here just so in awe of his athletic ability? You're talking about Aiton? No. Dennis? Dennis Smith, yeah. Oh, okay. Dennis? Yeah, that, well, it, that, that he, he, he's a, a bright light after so much, so much darkness, but is he that bright? That's my question, Eddie. Well, I, I, let me tell you that Maverick fans and some beat writers have been so jaded about a Maverick's draft picks over the last 15 or 18 years that it's, it, it, you know, when you finally get one who comes along right. who's got a pulse and can dribble and not kick it off his toe every time, <laughs> you're really thrilled with that. And, uh, you know, Dennis has been good. I don't want to take anything away from the kid. I like him. He's a good kid. He's, he's you know, he's, he's got a chance to be really good in this league. He uh, he needs to work on things. He needs to grow up, you know, uh, uh, physically get stronger and, you know, learn the game. Uh, he doesn't know the NBA game yet. But, but that that's all stuff that comes in time. Uh, you go back and compare his numbers with some of the other guards that came up uh, you know, the Damian Lillards and Chris Pauls and, and some of the best point guards around, Kyle Lowry was, was a good one. You know, if he turns into Kyle Lowry, good Lord, it's a great pick. Yeah. But I will, but I will say that. this. But I will say this. Uh, you know, when it comes to this whole tanking and messing with the hoop gods thing, I mean, look back at last year's draft. Where was it? Who was the best player to come out last year's draft? He was drafted number 13. Yeah. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is the best player right, in this draft. Right. And, you know, he slipped to 13 because teams, for whatever reason, got infatuated with other players and, and, and just didn't want to take a chance on him. Sure. It turns out he had, he had the goods. Well, Kuzma's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they move him up and down the line. Eddie, it's been great having you on. As always, we love talking to you about hoops. Lots of things to talk about with these Mavericks these days. And thanks for helping me out on the column. I appreciate that. The one yesterday yeah, and the one, the coming, one coming up. up. Yeah. Columns. Yeah, I, 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 that's hey, it, so, so you're writing the column today, so that means I don't have to write about it, right? No, no, no that's not today. That's actually, actually Wednesday, oh, Wednesday for Thursday. <laughs> Do you expect, Sorry. Eddie, you're uh, expecting Kevin to work every, write a column every day? Back Come to back on. days? Golly, I'm... I, I practically had to. To the, the, it was all they could do to get me up out of bed this morning just to do this podcast, Eddie. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you know, I, my my goal in life is to be you someday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good one. Could you please have a little higher aspirations? Yeah, no kid or anything or any aspirations, <laughs> Eddie. Thanks, man. All right, guys. He was great. Eddie. That's Eddie. He was great. Eddie's always good. You know, you know how long Eddie's been covering basketball, NBA basketball. A long time. A long time. Long, oh, is. More than years you've been on this planet? No, not that many. Yeah. Eddie's younger than I am. He you is. Know. I think he said. He was I know when Eddie came is, out of college. Fifty-eight. Is he? He must be around. He there. had kind of an affinity for synth. Yeah. In her age when I when I when I was working in Houston at the Post uh, and was covering U of H, uh, and he came to out of SMU directly out of SMU and covered uh, Houston. So that was uh, I, I'm thinking Eddie might be younger than that. I don't think so because I covered. Uh, in 1981-82, the University of Houston's basketball team uh, as the Southwest Conference beat I was going to say, you, you, not from here you did. Well, but. I, but, 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 but Eddie was on the beat, and I was only like 24, 25, maybe 26. I was 26 at the time. So he, he's not, he wasn't 20. Oh, no, no, no. 
He's he's like four or five years old. You know, yeah. Than us, I think. yeah, yeah. I think anyway, so. enough about ages. All right, we've had a discussion with David Moore about uh, Jerry's fine and uh, what that did, uh, how that diminished his uh, power in the NFL, at least temporarily. I think it'll come back for for Jerry. I'm not worried about him. Um, we we talked about the upcoming um, combine. We have talked to Eddie Sefko about everything that's going on with the Mavericks. It's some. It's for for a team on its way to the lottery. There sure has been a lot of things going on with this uh, this organization, hasn't there? Uh, yes, and one of the problems is the none the of it's way, good. None of it's good. None, none of, of it's it. Good. Is, is there any good news ever? There's no good news out of there. Anymore? There's no good. Donald Carter dies. Uh, Mark Cuban uh, goes on the record about tanking. Uh, they have a an unbelievable sexual harassment scandal. Uh, and now, well, maybe there is something good. Maybe the hiring of the new. C- well, you're right. You're right. I will say that. Yeah, hiring Cynthia Marshall. I mean, to to sit there, I, I give Mark all the credit in the world for hiring her. Uh, he took that recommendation. He hired exactly the person he should have hired. I think he knew that she would make this kind of splash, and that this would m- perhaps mitigate some of the uh, keyword there, mitigate. Yes, yeah, so, some of the pen- possible penalties from the NBA. So, so I think what you're saying is the entertainment part of our uh, podcast day is over. As as, as as we get ready for Evan Grant, ready for Evan Grant from surprise, Ev- Evan. Evan, we'll call Evan in a minute. He'll go. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what he'll sound like. Is he is he ready for us? Do you think? I don't know. Let's try. So for Kevin Sherrington, I'm Barry Horn for the Great Eddie Sefco. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.